Hi everyone, welcome to Emblem Podcast or welcome back. My name is Abby Aslan and I'm the host of this podcast and super excited for this week's episode. I feel like this is something that people ask me to talk about all the time, especially like on my YouTube channel. Um, I don't know why, it just seems like it's what everyone is very... And I don't want to say everyone because it's funny because it's like one person will comment about it and then that comment will get the most likes. But then if I like do a video on it or something it doesn't end up doing as well as like typical vlogs so it's just kind of like confusing but I feel like for the most part a lot of people really always ask me to talk about like money in some way or form and I am not really like doing this episode because of that I'm more so doing it because if you all listen to my June reset video or not video podcast episode you will remember that I mentioned like wanting to heal my or work towards not actually heal it in a month span but (laughs) work towards healing my money mindset and like just my mindset surrounding money in general um and that was something that I wanted to kind of like focus on in the month of June and the other day I was like sitting and thinking to myself well what can I like what action item can I take to sort of take steps towards healing my mindset with money because it's like I set that intention for myself but didn't really have a clear understanding of what I should do to work towards that if that makes sense and so then it just dawned on me and I was like well why don't I like plan an episode on things that I think like that I have been working on um in terms of trying to get things healed that I think like work for me and just the things that I'm personally like trying to focus on in order to eventually heal my money mindset so kind of just like talking about ways you can heal your mindset with money and I tried to just do very like these are definitely things that like I have already started doing in my life so it's not like I'm just kind of like pulling these out of thin air um they're things that I'm actually working on myself and I've found these things to be very liberating when it comes to my mindset with money um so I wanted to share them with you all and I also tried to like really be specific and just have very like tangible um sort of tips because I know talking about money and setting goals with money can feel so weird and like just truly not tangible because it just feels fake sometimes (laughs) you know like you're so stressed over this one thing and this one thing stresses you out so much and you're trying to like manage your relationship with it but it feels so different than like any other stressor in your life or anything like that just because it's truly like I don't know it's just daunting because it it is under your control but at the same time sometimes it's not so it's just like very touchy and I think that obviously all of our backgrounds like how we grew up like that's totally going to impact the way you feel about money and spending and I tend to find that you know my friends who grew up and didn't really ever have to think of it in a negative way tend to just have a better mindset with it now that they're older um are they necessarily as responsible with their money like some people yes some people know it's just it depends on the person obviously but I feel like if you had like from a younger age had you know had to think about money you tend to develop sort of unhealthy thinking patterns and mindsets and just honestly overall like your whole mindset with money just sort of inherently becomes negative just because your first real exposure to it was negative and instead of having money as something like look at what this the good that this does for me it's you're looking at it for the first time from the lens of look at what this isn't doing for me and look at how this is limiting me and look at how this is holding me back or not allowing me to do this whatever it is And as a result, that becomes the foundation that you build the rest of your money mindset on as you start working as a teenager and then you get into college and then you graduate and have a job. Like that was your base foundation was this negative connotation with money and you have to like break it at some point. Like, yes, you can just hold on to it and always think that way, but um, I don't know about you guys. At this point, I'm 24 years old and I've been working since I was 15. Um, so I just kind of nine years into it, I'm like, you know what? I am sick of feeling like just a victim to this mindset and sick of feeling like it has so much control over me, even when I have worked so hard to be in a position to where 
I shouldn't be stressing about it as much as I have, but because of my first, you know, exposure to money being pretty negative, I just don't, I don't want to keep things that way. And at this point I'm just fed up and I'm like, you know what, I'm ready to like make this change myself. And instead of thinking of it in this negative light, think of it in more positive ways and like what it can do for me instead of, you know, having that lack mindset of there's never enough. I'm never going to have enough. I'm never going to have saved enough. And I always have to make sure that, you know, like almost just having like a hoarding mindset with it, like having a hard time with investing and having a hard time with saving money and like putting it, especially, especially in terms of investing, like putting it somewhere where it maybe isn't as easily accessible or you don't really necessarily see it in your bank account. That can be really scary for somebody that doesn't have a good relationship with money because when you don't have a good relationship with money, typically you struggle with the control aspect of it and you want to be just like fully in control of everything because you're kind of in like this fight or flight like panic mode all the time with money because you need to like always see that it's there and ready for you like if in case you need it and that turns into you know having a really hard time doing things that could be really good for you if you just like stopped freaking out so much over it so that's kind of like where I've gotten because I've noticed like how I've wanted to invest more of my money and I have such a hard time doing that because I'm just like oh like I can't really I I pretend in my head like when I'm investing like that money like is gone but it's like no like I'm doing something good for myself like this is a good thing and but the negative part of my mindset tells me I need to have all of this within like my control like at all times and giving it up to something that you know, fluctuates with the market or whatever it may be, whether it's an asset or, you know, just investing in the stock market or if it's like a true, true physical asset. I just have a really hard time with that. Um, and I'm sure a lot of you all can relate. Um, cause I think even if you maybe have a good relationship with money, but you've never invested before in anything, that is a very common like feeling when it comes to, you know, actually investing your money. So that's a whole tangent, but that's what we're going to be talking about this week. Um, And I think it's especially important because I know like a couple years ago, I did an episode talking about how I reframed my mindset from a inherently like negative pessimistic mindset and just overall being a pessimistic person naturally to having an optimistic mindset and being an optimistic person. And taking the time to like really do that for myself was one of the most life-changing things I could have ever done. But it's funny because I did that, but I completely like ignored my mindset with money when I like did all that work for um, reframing my mindset and trying to go from an inherently pessimistic to an inherently optimistic um, mindset and have that initial reaction usually be optimistic and everything. So I like did all this work to fix my head and fix my mind and just try to become, you know, like not so pessimistic of a person. And I did that in like basically every area of my life, but I like completely didn't even like think twice about money. I was like, I am not even going to touch that area. And now as a result, years later, I'm like, wait, why did I totally ignore this? Because this is just as important to reframe my mindset on. So I don't know why I ignored it. But anyways, (laughs) let's get into um, the quote goal and gratitude for this week. And then we'll get into the meat of the episode. Um, This week's quote is from Tumblr and I really like it just because it really embodies how I feel right now um and it says you must fully understand yourself in order to realize that you only deserve the best in life you need to walk away from every limiting mindset and allow yourself to grow and become the person you desire to be it doesn't need to take 30 days or three months or three years quit focusing on the end result and enjoy the process everything comes so much easier when you stop dreading the present I like saw this quote and like literally almost cried when I read that last sentence of how everything becoming so much easier when you stop dreading the present And the reason why, like, it makes me kind of emotional to think about and even, like, literally getting teary-eyed right now is because I have not seen that in words. And when I see it in words, I, like, realize how horrible it is for me to, like, feel that way. Um, And I don't know, but I've just never seen, like, that in words. But dreading the present is, like, so depressing. And that's, like, kind of how I feel sometimes. And definitely not all the times, but, like... I definitely feel that way a lot of the time because I feel like everything I do and like my whole headspace is focused on escaping where I'm at right now, if that makes sense. And just feeling overall like very 
out of line like with myself and everything in certain ways but it's funny because it's like some areas of my life I'm not dreading the present like at all and I feel like very very content in those areas and I'd say like for those areas it's just kind of like my you know like relationship and like my um how I feel just like with YouTube and like my podcast and overall just um how I like have been choosing to spend my time like on the weekends and time with myself and my um health and wellness like all of those areas I feel really optimistic about and just really good about overall because I feel like I've been prioritizing them a lot more um than I used to so it's been really good to see the growth in each of those areas now that I've like taken the time to prioritize them more and there's just other areas of my life where I do just feel like everything is a constant like how can I escape like where I'm at right now and it's really exhausting living that way um and when you read something that like resonates with you so deeply and you like see it in words but you haven't been able to even articulate it as a thought yet or it's a thought but you haven't been able to articulate what the thought like really is and then you see it in words it's so powerful I don't know if y'all have ever experienced that before where you know you just have this really strong feeling especially like negative feelings and you just don't even know how to put it like on paper or articulate it in a way that's like concise and just sums up how you're feeling so well and when I read that sentence I was just like oh like that felt like it it almost felt like getting like the wind knocked out of me you know what I mean and I don't know I just really liked this because I thought that this quote related to this episode pretty well and in terms of you know you need to walk away from every limiting mindset and allow yourself to grow and become the person you desire to be because I think if you have a negative mindset with money, nine times out of ten, your mindset is a limiting one. And because it's kind of hard to like not have or to have a negative mindset and it not be limiting because chances are you don't realize it's limiting, but it is. And that's something that I've kind of like realized lately for myself. Um, And I just really like this quote because it's just a good reminder that, you know, stepping into what aligns with you and who you want to be and what you want to do doesn't have to take any specific period of time you know it's entirely up to you and what happens for you and it's different for everyone and we get so caught up on achieving blank goals or having x amount of money or whatever it may be um and thinking we need to be like at a certain point by a certain time in life and it's so funny to see like how to read this and realize how focused on the future I have been and it's funny because I've been telling myself that I'm like not paying any attention to the future and I haven't really been like setting any future goals but then when I like read this I realized how much of my life right now and like my thoughts are spent trying to escape where I'm at which basically is me just thinking of the future like I'm constantly thinking of how am I like going to be fine in you know five or ten years like what what am I going to be doing like how is what I'm doing right now going to impact that and and how am I you know with the decisions I am making am I going to be okay like in the future like just like stuff like that and just so focused on you know I, I found recently that like my my thoughts have mainly been like how am I going to be you know financially stable and happy in the future and just like having those two things sometimes just seems so freaking like hard um especially in like today's economy and world it's just it's exhausting and I'm sure like so many people relate to that um but it's truly exhausting because sometimes it just feels like you're having to trade one for the other and then other times it doesn't which it's great when it doesn't feel that way but I feel like most of the time it just kind of feels like okay like I feel like financial stability is oftentimes a trade-off with maybe not being happy but just like quality of life I guess you could say and it is just exhausting thinking that you can't can't have both at the same time um so I just really like this quote because once again just a great reminder of it can take however much time it needs to or however little time it needs to depending on the person and how important it is to just like not allow yourself to remain constrained to any limiting mindset you have whether it's surrounding money or not and how important it is to just 
really take things day by day through the process instead of being so obsessive over the future because it it has turned into for me me dreading the present so I don't know I just really like that quote um but my goal for this week I really want to be better about um like my time on my phone I guess like after like work and before work because I used to be like so good about like not getting on my phone in the morning um specifically like in the morning I feel like I've been getting on it more in the morning than I used to and I want to go back to like not really getting on any like social media or responding to texts and stuff like that unless I like absolutely need to for the first like hour I'm awake because I always wake up with like plenty of time before work um just because I like to take my mornings really slow during the week because it's like the only thing that keeps me sane and I just really like to take things slow and you know it's not like I need to be on my phone first thing in the morning but that's just something I want to get back to doing because I feel like I kind of fell out of that habit and I don't think it's as bad at night because at night I'm typically like going to spend class, cooking, and reading, and that's, like, kind of just, like, my night routine almost every day of the week, or going on a walk or something if I don't go to spend class, um, so if that's, like, my typical usual night routine, I'm usually so busy doing all of those things, so it's, like, get off of work, and then get ready for spend, and then go to spend, and then come home and cook dinner, and then load the dishwasher, and then get ready for bed, and then read, and then go to bed, and that's just, like, there's not really much time in between any of those things like all of those things kind of flow into one another so I feel like I'm good about it at night but honestly in the morning it's been pretty bad lately so I just want to be better about that and my gratitude for this week I am honestly just really thankful for all the time that I've been able to spend outside lately it's just like really made me realize how much I value spending time in the sun and how much I value just being outdoors in general and for a a period of time like I just like wasn't outside because I was like oh my gosh it's so hot and um then in the winter it was just like really like gloomy and I just didn't really like I knew I loved being outside but I was like I just don't know what to do but I've been being so intentional about like going on walks and even though it's like not the easiest thing for me to do because I typically like drive to some sort of trail or something to go on a walk but I've noticed that doing that has like done wonders for my mental health and even though it's inconvenient to like literally get in the car and like take my dog with me to go on a walk somewhere instead of just like leaving my home and like going on a walk where I'm at it's been so nice to just like get out of my environment and just go walk and be in the sun and even though it's freaking hot like it feels so good to just like move and then not be like anything super intense but I know it's like so good for me and it's so good for my dog and I've just been loving going on walks lately like it's as inconvenient as it is for me to like have to like go somewhere else and like find a parking spot and like go through all of that hassle it's totally worth the hassle for me so I've just been really really thankful for that and I feel like the whole month of June I've like really been kind of unintentionally focusing on spending more time outside and it wasn't like a goal I had had for myself but I truly have just every weekend I've like made it a point to just like whether it's laying out by the pool going on multiple walks or um like going to the beach with my brother like I did a couple weeks ago like little things like that have just meant the world to me lately so I'm just really grateful for all that time and I took Elle on a walk yesterday with my friend and it was great And then my boyfriend and I took Elle on a walk um, one night, like around sunset after work this week, and it was great. So just want to really keep that up because I love doing it, and I know that, like, my dog loves it too, and it, like, makes me happy knowing that, like, she loves it and, like, gets out of her typical, like, walk routine and everything like that. So it's been really nice. But let's go ahead and get into the episode and the tips for healing your money mindset. So first and foremost, um, this one is... (laughs) hard because it is a little bit more intangible but I think once I say it you all will be able to be like okay like I think I can do this and this seems like something I can easily do that doesn't take like a ton of time or commitment so the very first thing I want you to do is to visualize yourself stepping into a new clean slate of mindset with money as opposed to keeping yourself confined to the mindset that all of your negative thoughts surrounding money originated in, whether it was when you were a kid, an adult, whatever. I literally like to think of this as putting on a new pair of pants. (laughs) So like I am taking off the pants that like are associated with my negative money mindset and I'm literally putting on a brand new fresh clean pair that have never been worn before. And that's kind of how I like to visualize it to make this a little bit more tangible. Or if that doesn't really work for you, you can literally think of it as 
like opening your head up, literally taking your brain out and like setting it down somewhere and then putting in a brand new brain that like doesn't have any negative associations with money. And I know that like saying this, it might sound, you may be like, oh, this is like out of touch, you know, and it's insensitive or whatever, just because I'm saying like, oh, like throw all your negative experiences with money to the side. Like I get that and I get where you're coming from, but like I promise like I'm struggling with this too. So like I'm not just like sitting here telling you to do it and I don't know what I'm talking about and I don't, I haven't struggled with it because like I said, this is stuff that like I personally deal with and this is just what has worked for me. So like if you are hearing this and you're just like absolutely not like that's just not realistic, then you know, whatever. (laughs) This is just like my opinion and what has worked for me and I'm just sharing this in hopes that it can also help you. So um, I just like to think of things this way first and foremost before you get started on doing anything else associated with healing your bunny mindset because I think that just having a fresh clean slate or at least visualizing having a fresh clean slate can do wonders because it's really hard and it just feels chaotic almost to try and you know heal things without like taking a deep breath and just like wiping the slate clean and being like okay I acknowledge that this past exists and these things have happened that have gotten me to have the money mindset I have now and these are how I current this is these are my thoughts surrounding money now this is how I currently feel I have a very limiting mindset, very negative. I have a very like lack-based mindset thinking there's never going to be enough for me or, you know, whatever it may be. Acknowledge that all of those thoughts exist and keep that in mind, but don't let it be your narrative and your story with money anymore. You know, like let's take off those pants and, you know, put them to the side And we're literally going to put on a fresh new pair of pants so that we can start forming our own new thoughts that don't have all of the precedents associated with our poor, like negative mindset with money and just start clean and start new and start fresh. And like I said, if this doesn't work for you, then it doesn't. But I think that this is a great way to sort of just, you know, breathe because I think that this can be a really stressful topic. And I know for me, like it can cause a lot of stress for me and it does um even when I'm like doing okay I still stress over this just because it's it was my first thoughts you know with money were inherently negative so I really like doing this just because like I said it is a great way to start with a clean slate before you start forming new um thoughts surrounding money and I just really like the whole visualization aspect of it because I'm like okay I'm setting this aside I know it exists and I'm not like ignoring what I've like been through with this because I'm acknowledging it but I'm no longer going to be wearing these pants that have all of these negative thoughts you know what I mean like I'm not going to wear these anymore because if I keep wearing them and I'm trying to completely change my mindset but I still have these this pair of pants on that has all of these negative thoughts with money, of course, I'm going to keep falling back into those negative thoughts if I'm still wearing those pants. So I'm going to take off those pants and put on a new pair that have never been worn before so that we can, you know, create some more positive thoughts surrounding money, some not as limiting thoughts, and just do our best with what we have to go forward with a new mindset. And I know that this is so hard too, especially when you're in a place where you know, maybe you're really struggling financially right now and you're like, okay, this is not going to do anything for me, like making more money or saving more money. No, this one specific thing is not going to do anything to your bank account, like directly, but your mindset is so important. And I think that it all ties back to like your mental health in a way. Like, you know, if your mental health is not doing well, you know, you're going to try to tend to it and take care of it. And I think a lot of people with money just like don't think that way when it comes to their financial mindset. They just think, you know, if it's bad, it's bad. And if it's good, it's good. But it's like, no, like if your financial mindset is in a bad place and it's struggling, like why wouldn't you want to like try to just make things a little bit better? And I know that like hearing that when you're struggling financially probably is like just annoying, but it's just like it's one small step that can hopefully help you in the future even if it doesn't do any direct benefit right now it will indirectly 
benefit you as you start to heal your mindset, if that makes sense. So that's the first tip. And I, this is like kind of like literally what I've been trying to like do. And anytime I find myself, you know, having negative thoughts surrounding finances or anything, I try to just like see them in my head, but not digest them. And I'm just like, okay, like I'm having this thought and I know it exists, but I'm going to like shove it to the side. And I just try to remind myself like this, not shove it to the side. That sounds like I'm suppressing it. I'm acknowledging it's there, but I'm like, okay, this is there, but this is not how I'm not going to remain a victim to like this thought and this mindset anymore. So like I acknowledge it's there. And then I'm like, this is, I take note mentally. I'm like, okay, this is something that is self-limiting or this is something that is negative with my current financial mindset and then I'm like okay how can I turn this into something more optimistic and positive for my financial mindset and my new pair of pants so that's kind of how I've been thinking of this thing it's not kind of like a one and done thing it's kind of each time I struggle with a more negative thought from my old pair of pants I'm like okay so that thought is coming from my old pair of pants but what how can I reframe this into a new thought and new way of thinking for my new pair of pants so I don't know I needed to have some sort of analogy or like whatever here to like make this more of a tangible point so hopefully that made sense and that helped because if it doesn't then I probably just sounded really weird and confusing but hopefully it worked somehow so the next thing is to take out the contingencies um this one is one that I, this is going to take a long time for me to heal from, I think, because I think that this one is sort of like the root of a lot of my more negative thoughts with finances and everything. Um, And it's something that results in me having more of a limiting mindset. And basically what I mean by this is to stop telling yourself you will be healed or will fix your relationship with money once you achieve x amount of money saved or once you feel a certain amount of financial freedom or once you pay off your debt or once you can spend your money freely on whatever you want not think twice about it those are contingencies you are telling yourself i can't be happy unless blank or i will not feel good about money until blank and having that sort of contingency mindset trains your mind to think that you can only be happy or satisfied under those conditions and can't be happy or satisfied outside of those things being achieved which is really really bad because it sets yourself up in a position where you are putting your well-being in the hands of something that has so much you know volatility and uncertainty attached to it you know and you're putting all of your well-being into that and you'll keep setting new benchmarks of happiness or fulfillment tied to money if you stay in this mindset. And you'll be constantly running in circles trying to be quote-unquote happy because of that. And not only is it messing up your mindset with money, it's messing up your ability to be you know, happy and satisfied in the moment with things that aren't associated with money. And I think this is like why I've struggled so much because I constantly tell myself, I will feel better about money when I have this certain amount of money saved up. I will feel better about money when I, you know, invest, like have my first big investment as an adult. I will feel better about money when I own a home. I will feel better about money when I've paid off my student loan debt. And all of these things being said has resulted in me not allowing myself to be satisfied or happy or even recognize the progress I have made with money because I am tying my well-being up in achieving these goals associated with money and I hate it (laughs) like it's so hard to like realize and undo and I don't really have a tip for undoing this one besides recognize that you're doing it and stop like associating your happiness and well-being with these financial milestones and granted yes money cannot buy happiness but money absolutely makes life a million times easier which in turn takes out a lot of stress so it's like yeah I know that that's you know how that saying goes and it's not entirely true but at the same time no amount of you telling yourself 
once I have this amount of money, everything will be okay. Like that's one, that's just not true. You know what I mean? Like it's literally not true just because that is you saying all, every ounce of my well being is tied into me having this amount of money saved up in my bank account. Okay, well, that's great. So once you reach that amount of money in your bank account and um, you have an emergency and you have to pay $5,000 to go get your car fixed, um, are you going to let that completely destroy everything about you? No, like you're going to accept that it really freaking sucks and you're definitely going to be upset about it. But are you going to literally let that impact happiness in every level of your life? Like, you shouldn't. I know it's going to be hard not to because it's definitely a painful thing, but you know, you don't want to tie up every ounce of your well-being into some something financial like that, you know, and it's important to like set financial goals. Yes, but don't tell yourself that your money mindset will be fixed or you'll be healed or that you'll be happier or that you'll be more satisfied when you reach those goals. Just set those goals for yourself, but only let them be goals in that category you know like of your life like this is my goal for this area of my finances and don't tie any emotion to it like literally just be like this is like I want to save ten thousand dollars if you want to save ten thousand dollars great that's your goal but don't frame those goals as I will be happy once I save ten thousand dollars do you get what I'm saying like tying the emotions to it just you're letting all of your emotions be under the control of your finances like your finances are single-handedly controlling your emotions at that point and that's what I really struggle with because for the longest time I told myself like I'll feel better once I pay off the rest of my student loans or I will you know not be as stressed when I save up a certain amount of money and it's like literally I have hit my goals with money multiple times and I am proud of like how far I've come but it's because of this contingency mindset I've had, I always end up just setting a new benchmark each time I reach one. So like originally, you know, it's like, okay, my goal was to have an emergency fund. Okay. And I want an emergency fund. And once I get an emergency fund, I'll feel better about money and I'll be happy. Um, I got my emergency fund set up and I just set a new contingency and I was like, "Mm, this isn't enough. But once I have, you know, an emergency fund and this amount of money saved, then I'll be happy. So it's like, I'm never actually satisfied with the goals I do reach because I'm constantly just setting a new benchmark, um, a new contingency benchmark for once I have this, then I'll be happy. And it's really exhausting living that way because you're never taking the time to like stop and be like, wow, I did this. I'm so proud of myself. And I've come so far because I used to, you know, be in a position where I saving like wasn't even an option, you know? And it's just like, living paycheck to paycheck and it's just like okay so why can't I like stop and like be proud of myself and like the growth I've had and like actually getting to a point where like I have an emergency fund and that kind of thing it's it's just sad for me to look back on and like not and realize that I didn't take the time to acknowledge that I achieved that and instead I was like all right, I said I would be happy once I got this and I'm not satisfied. So next thing, and you just keep doing that in an endless cycle if you get so tied up in the contingencies. So stop tying all of your financial goals to your emotions and take out the contingencies and just set your financial goals and let them be as is without all the emotions associated with it because you're going to constantly be moving that benchmark forward and ultimately never be satisfied and you're just kind of reinforcing your negative mindset and you think that this sort of comes from a lack mindset like if you have a lack mindset surrounding money I think that you probably struggle with this more just because you will never be satisfied and enough will never be enough for you because you're coming from a mind place of I will never have enough and there isn't enough for me so that you're always trying to just have more and more and more each time that you are presented that opportunity and each time you reach a goal it's like okay yeah I reached that goal but I'm not going to acknowledge it because it's still not enough and that's why I think the contingency mindset goes so heavily with having a like a lack mindset um, or the contingency habits go so hand in hand with having a lack mindset the next thing is to eliminate comparison um, all kinds of comparison The type of comparison that is justifying spending because you're doing better than someone else. So like, for example, I don't know if y'all have ever had these thoughts, like this is just me being like vulnerable with my thoughts, but um, there have certainly been times when I have, you know, heard someone say something about their financials or not their financials and their financial situation or that maybe they've just made a comment. Um, And 
I have used that to justify me spending money. So an example of this, which it can go both ways. It could be someone could say they were, um, you know, in X amount of student loan debt. And I would look at that as, well, I don't have as much debt, so I feel a little bit better about making this purchase. Or it could be the mind, the flip side of that and it being someone be like, oh, I just spent $4,000 on a new purse. So then I justify a purchase by saying they spent $4,000. So if I spent $100, that's not as bad. You see what I'm saying? I don't know if anyone else has ever like, I've had thoughts, these thoughts on both ends. So like both of those examples, I've had like similar like thought patterns and justify purchases in that similar way. Or like this person went on like a $3,000 vacation. So like I can, I'm going to justify myself going on a $3,000 vacation. Like why not? And on surface level, sure, whatever, there's nothing wrong with, you know, that but deep down there is because it's all rooted in comparison you know you are looking at someone else's life and spending habits to justify what you're doing with your own money which in and of itself just isn't a good practice and um it could also be the type of comparison that sort of pigeonholes yourself into a fear-based money mindset because you're not as well off as someone else your age is so i know a lot of people struggle with this one and i, I actually talk about this with um people all the time like I was literally talking to this with people we were with yesterday um and just saying you know like why like do we feel like at 20 24 25 like we're that we feel like we're so behind if we're not like on our way to becoming a millionaire you know what I mean like just like little things like that where you're comparing yourself to like the one percent and you're just like why am I not like where this person is or and it's like you're completely ignoring the fact that you know everyone has a completely different upbringing and background and we're all doing completely different stuff. And even more aside from that, we all have entirely different goals and preferences for our lifestyles. Like I'm sure the people who have a very, you know, high taste for just like more luxurious living and that type of a lifestyle, they're probably going to just like be making more and like be hustling to making more so that they can fund that lifestyle. But if you're someone who's okay with living like a very simplistic life and you don't really care for, you know, like the nice new car and like the brand new house and all the brand new stuff, then like why would you compare yourself to someone whose values literally don't align with yours? You know what I mean? Like it's just, it doesn't make sense when you really, really think about it. But I think so many of us, even when we have a good mindset with money, we find ourselves comparing ourselves to other people our age. And we're like, well, this person has a house and this person got a brand new car like where are they getting this money from like why am I not right there but it's like okay you know one do your values even perfectly align with that person's um 99.99999% of the time I'm gonna tell you the answer to that is no and number two do you know like their situation 99.999% of the time the answer is no and number three like do you know the background and like or how this even like came to be like what they've gone through like no you don't know everything about everyone's position. And I think this is also like a really big issue with people online um, and like just with influencers in general, because I just think like so many people look at influencers and, you know, they assume X, Y, Z about money and like how much money the influencer has or, you know, like what they came from. And so often, you know, people assume that all influencers come from like being very well off. They grew up you know, in upper class, like whatever. And a lot of people, I see that assumption a lot. I feel like just, you know, in comments and like passive aggressiveness and like passive aggressive comments are like on TikTok and YouTube and stuff. And granted, that's true sometimes, but like, <laughs> that's literally not true across the board. Like, why are you taking like a stereotype and applying it to every single person? Like you wouldn't do that in another area of your life, I hope. And it's just messed up. But it also is messed up because you don't realize, you know, as a viewer and as a listener to these content creators that you're doing yourself a disservice by assuming you know everything about someone and comparing yourself to that situation when in reality, like, you know, you shouldn't be comparing yourself to them to begin with because, you know, your values aren't aligned, you don't know everything about their upbringing and it's just not really your place to be comparing anyways because it's subjective. It is your journey with finances and your journey with money. So, and I know it's so hard not to compare yourself because 
a lot of times it just feels like it's thrown in your face and it's not intentionally that way. It's just people are living their life and they're going to share themselves living their life. That doesn't mean they're attacking you and shoving in your face that, you know, they're, they can afford going on a nice vacation. Like they're just sharing the fact that they're doing that, whether that's a friend or a content creator you follow, you know what I mean? And I used to be the type of person that would see that stuff and just get angry because I would, I remember like in college, like seeing people and in high school, oh my gosh, seeing people enjoy their summers was just like the bane of my existence because I was like, um, I wish I could do that. And it would just make me mad. But I was like, okay, I'm just comparing myself to this person, but you know, like it's, it's okay. Like it's fine. Like let them live their life and I'll live mine. And yeah, like things don't feel fair sometimes because it's like, you know, I'm having to work my butt off during the summer and during the school year too. And this person may not have to, but it's like, comparing yourself isn't going to put you in any better of a position than you're in right now. You know what I mean? So it's not doing yourself any favors and it's only going to make you feel worse about your position instead of, you know, making yourself feel better. And it's just going to cause a lot of dread and resentment towards that person when they didn't even do anything to you and they're literally just living their life. So I don't know, but going off of that, it's just really important to remember how subjective money is from person to person because we all grew up with it differently and we all grew up with different mindsets and, We all are taking different paths and we have different values and our values ultimately end up tying up or tying to what we do as a profession a lot of the times or sometimes it doesn't. Like I'd say my values are very misaligned with what I'm doing right now for work. But with that being said, um, you know, it's just not it's not a basis for comparison. You don't need to be comparing yourself because it is such a subjective thing. But I know I know 100 percent it is so hard not to because I definitely struggle with this so much growing up and I struggle with it now sometimes too like it's more of something that like comes and goes now whereas it used to be like a constant in my in my head when I was younger and I think going off of this I also want to say how important it is to not let comparison drive your financial decisions so if you see someone buying a designer item and saying, okay, like this, this friend of mine or this content creator I follow, you know, got this designer item. So, um, I'm, I'm going to try to do that now. I mean, if that's what you want to do, like deep down, sure. Like set that goal and go for it. But like, don't let your decision truly be based on the fact that someone else did or didn't do something with their money. You know what I mean? Um, or another one, like the one that I struggled with, I feel like the most in high school was, if I like buy this or I wear this or I have this brand name or this item, I will fit in more. And it's so sad to think of like how much money I wasted on things that weren't even true to me just for the sake of trying to fit in. And like I was literally spending money that I did not need to be spending on stuff like on brand names. Like I'm thinking about in high school, like the popular stuff was just like, you know, gosh, I'm trying to think of brands. Like I know like J crew was so popular and like, um, Lily Pulitzer and like, I didn't even like it literally any of that stuff. But like, I was like, Oh, this is just like what popular people wear. So like, I'm going to like my little paycheck from my surf shop job, my retail job. I'm going to use a big, I'm going to put my 20. I always save my 20%, but I was like, outside of that 20%, I was like, I'm going to go buy this, you know, $60, $70 dress, which I had no business buying with the amount of money I was making, you know what I mean? Just so I can fit in. And it's sad, but that is rooted in comparison. And going off of that, if I appear to have this certain aesthetic lifestyle, um, I'll be more popular, whether that's in person or more popular on social media. And that's rooted in comparison. Ultimately, having your financial decisions be you know, rooted in comparison and letting your financial decisions be driven by comparison ultimately is just going to lead to very frivolous spending that isn't even reflective of your true wants and desires and needs. You're literally, if you think about it, you're funding somebody else's lifestyle instead of your own. And once you can see things this way and become aware of your purchases that are influenced by comparison, you will feel so crazy for ever making these types of purchases in the first place. Like when you, if you were to like go look at your closet right now and like think of the things you've bought because you've truly loved them for what they are and how, you know, like you like them as a person versus someone on social media telling you it's so cute and versus 
everyone on TikTok having this specific item. If you went in your closet and just, like, looked at that, like, I know for me, it's probably, like, 50-50. Like, I'd say, like, half of my stuff is because I truly love it, and then half of it is just because it's... I don't want to say necessarily trendy, because I definitely try not to, like, buy into trends too much, but definitely things that are more just, like... I don't know, popular and trendy right now, I guess. Not like super fast fashion type of trends, but just the, you know, like the the specific items that people post about all the time. And it's okay to do all that. I know I'm a content creator and I literally do that and I share the things that I love so much. But just always keep in mind, you know, when you're making purchases, am I purchasing this? Because by doing this, I will feel more closely attached to like this content creator I follow or maybe like I'll feel... Like, I fit in with this friend group more. Like, whatever it may be. Or are you purchasing it because it's reflective of what you truly want and how you want to spend your hard-earned money? You know what I mean? Like, it's your money that you have put in the work to make. So, please, you know, spend it in accordance with your own wants and needs and desires and not in order to fit in or in order to, you know, just have the popular thing or to feel like it'll make you happier for whatever reason, you know, like all that comparison needs to be eliminated. And I think it all boils down to authenticity. Um, if you're, if you have a really hard time being authentic and true to yourself, then you probably struggle in this area. And that's something that I struggle with in a lot of areas of my life. And it definitely does reflect in some financial decisions for me. Like I will find myself feeling the need to buy certain things or like live a certain lifestyle sometimes. And then I like take a step back and I'm like, all right, First of all, I'm struggling with authenticity in the first place. So like, I don't like, what do I truly care about when it comes to spending my money and saving my money? Like, what do I truly want to spend it on? And when I can take that step back and ask myself that and truly be authentic, I feel a lot better about the financial decisions I'm making and I'm not making them based out of comparison. And I think keeping your money and how you spend and earn it as true to you as possible is so important. Because the more you tie how you spend your money and how you make your money up in other people's opinions or preferences or to fit in with other people or whatever it may be, you're doing yourself a disservice in the long run. And it's just so important to just remain authentic because if you aren't authentic, you're going to look to other people to fulfill, you know, like what you spend your money on and how you make it and everything. But if you're true to yourself, like you're not really going to be looking to those outward people and outward opinions and preferences as much because you're going to be satisfied with who you are and you're not going to be looking to other people for that so I just think that's super important and going off of that I also want to say how important it is to honor your own boundaries and learn how to not feel guilty by honoring them and instead build confidence each time you respect your own boundaries so this is kind of tied to comparison but for example like when I was planning this what I was thinking is like Okay, so you're trying to save money for a house and you know that, you know, you probably shouldn't go out and spend, you know, like $100 tonight going out by paying $20 for an Uber there and back and then getting dinner and getting like multiple drinks, whatever it may be. And you feel like, you know, somebody invited you to go out and you're just like, oh, okay, yeah, like, I want to do that, um, but, you know, you, you've set this goal for yourself, and it's, like, you are, you have a boundary there, and it's, like, I want to have this money saved, so I should honor my boundaries and not spend this amount of money going out. There are ways you can, like, work around, I'm not saying you cannot do this at all, and you need to sit in your bed and not spend a dime, I'm not saying that (laughs) at all. What I'm saying is there are ways to honor your, like, still see that person or still socialize without spending all of that money, like, honor your boundaries like don't do it just because of FOMO and don't do like it's all rooted in comparison if you think about it like don't go participate that in that and disrespect any boundaries you've set if you know you're really trying to save your money for whatever it is and don't dishonor your boundaries just for the sake of not having FOMO or for the sake of um just feeling like you're doing something with your Friday night you know what I mean like just really think about it and honor your boundaries there's a way to get around that like you can just not order you know as many drinks at the bar or you can not order any drinks you can drink at your house for cheaper beforehand and then go um you could try to carpool with somebody or you could see if there's something else you could do that doesn't cost as much money 
and just honor your boundaries and don't feel instead of like being like oh I'm not doing this with this person I feel guilty be like wow I'm honoring my boundary and I'm so proud of myself and that'll make you feel better because instead of you know disrespecting your boundaries and feeling you know I don't know like you you're just like oh back to square one I didn't honor my boundaries and then when you do honor your boundaries a lot of times you can feel guilt associated with that but each time you feel that guilt I want you to like remind yourself of you know the good you're doing for yourself and be confident in that and just be like actually like tell yourself I am proud of you and that will help um and like I said I'm not saying you like can't spend any money that's literally not what I'm saying you can enjoy your lifestyle and like do things but there is a smart way to do things and a not smart way to do things when you have set goals for yourself and it's okay to set boundaries when it comes to having savings goals and like having you know things that you're trying to save up for and everything like that so I don't know I just think it's really important to make a note on that because I know for me personally like sometimes it's like I remember um I don't remember if it was when I was like super early in college or if it was maybe like right after high school I don't really remember when it was but anyways I remember like a friend group from home like or they were going on a trip or something. I don't re- I don't even remember exactly what it was. I just remember and the reason I don't remember is because I probably tried to like remove it from my memory because it just like sucked in my opinion. <laughs> but I remember they were going on like a trip, I think. And I don't remember if it was like during my freshman year of college or right after my freshman year of college. I just don't really remember the details of it, but basically the gist of this point is that they were going on a trip and it was going to cost a good amount of money and I just knew that that wasn't, I think, I want to say it was after my freshman year of college because I think I was trying to save like most of my money for um, going into college. I don't know if I just said after or before, whatever. Um, I was trying to save my money for college basically. And I think that it was maybe for like the senior trip or something. And I ended up doing like a cheaper option and like going with like a different group of friends somewhere. And it just, in the back of my mind, I was like, I feel like I need to do this because of FOMO, which FOMO wasn't even a coined term at this point, but in my head, that's what it was, you know, like, I was like, I don't want to miss out on this, and I, it's going to suck, like, not being able to go on this, but I, I needed to honor that boundary of, like, I am about to go to college, and I have to pay for textbooks, I am going to have to pay for my groceries, and, you know, like, all this stuff, and I was so stressed about all of that, and I, like, instead of, using what I had saved from, you know, working my summer job and from like the little scholarships I got from my high school, just like, you know, the few hundred dollar scholarships, um, that my high school would give out. It's like, instead of spending that money and just like, you know, spending it on going on like a trip or something, like, let me find a more affordable option for a trip and do that so that I can respect my boundary and, you know, not blow like this money that I'm trying to save for college. And I remember it like really sucking in the moment, but like it ended up being fine and, you know, everything worked out and I found like a more affordable option for like a senior trip as opposed to like what everyone else was doing. And that's okay. You know, like it's, it's okay if like for a period of time, you know, you have to respect your boundaries and do things that work better for your financial situation. Like don't feel guilty for that. Just be proud of yourself for honoring it. And, you know, like true friends are not going to like make you feel bad or, you know, shame you for not doing something just because it's better for you financially to not do it so just keep that in mind but last but not least the next point is well wait this is not the last point second last point remind yourself that your past with money does not have to be your future so this kind of ties into the first point with you know putting on the new pair of pants um so many of us struggle with this even once we become financially stable and when we're quite literally doing way better off than we once were but we still remain a victim to this broke mindset. Um, and that, you know, could be having guilt for certain purchases. Um, and like I said, when I first started this episode, having a hard time making investments, um, because you don't have that money like directly under your control and you don't feel comfortable with the risk of investing and you'd rather just hoard your cash. Um, and I think if we don't do anything about our broken mindset with money, we're setting ourselves up to confine ourselves to a mindset that we had when we were in a place where we were struggling with money. And that's going to keep you in that place. And if you were, you know, in high school, you know, think of it this way. You wouldn't force yourself to live the lifestyle of an elementary schooler. Like, that's probably a really bad example. But you know what I'm thinking or talking about? It's just like, as a college student, you're not going to, like, really be forcing yourself to live the life of, like, a high schooler. Just thinking of things that way, like, 
with your old money mindset. It's like, this is how I was when I was struggling. So why would I force myself to still be in this mindset when I'm doing better? And because it's just literally putting you up in a position to always fall back into that mindset you had when you were struggling. And I just think that you have to allow for and make an effort for your mindset to grow with you and not stay in the past and hold you back from achieving more. And I know for a fact that, you know, because of my relationship with money and how it started out, I feel so much guilt for like if I am buying something, like maybe I'm shopping or maybe I am wanting to go on a vacation. I literally feel guilt spending money when it comes to like vacations. I and that's like why I always go home <laughs> for like my vac- like anytime I like have some time where I can travel. Y'all know if you follow me like I just always go home and I think deep down like one it's because I'm thankfully from like a beautiful place and I can go to the beach so it's like and it's my favorite place so it's like oh this is nice I can just like go home and do this so partially yes that's the reason but I think deep down I also just don't travel to new places because I inherently feel guilty spending that money um and I and I shouldn't because it's like you know I I deserve like I have come such a long way and I'm at a point where like if I've saved the money to go on a vacation, like I should be able to do it and not feel guilty about it. And that's what I struggle with because it's like, oh, instead of going on this vacation, I'm just going to go home and it'll be easier because I don't have to, you know, pay for like lodging expenses and like a hotel and everything like that. And it's way easier that way. Um, So deep down, I think that I hold myself back when it comes to like traveling and seeing new places because I feel so guilty spending that much money at once and I think that that's like the big issue is like spending a large amount of money at one time has always been really difficult for me like if I'm ever like online shopping I hate when my cart is like over $200 like I I don't like that so I'll always like try to like get it down to like $200 or less and I have never been able to like just do that really and I mean I have like with certain things like when I've been moving and like I'm like needing to get new furniture or something like that that's a different story because it's like literally buying furniture which is expensive but it's so hard to not feel guilty even when I need those things and I literally like I will literally set aside money like for those things like I remember when we were moving to Houston it's like I was saving so much money because I knew moving would be really expensive and I knew we didn't need really any new furniture um but in terms of just like certain decor and stuff and like I knew I wanted to get new bedding and like stuff like that and like have really good high quality stuff because that was just something I kind of like had always told myself like oh once I graduate college I'm gonna like get like nice bedding because that's just something that I think will be such a small simple thing that'll make me happy in the long run because it's something I use every single day and I literally remember like setting aside money because I'm like I'm gonna get this nice parachute bedding that I've always wanted and I'm going to, you know, get a few new things for the apartment. So I was setting aside money for that. I planned for it. And the same thing with the movers. And I felt so guilty spending that money. But it's like, if I set that money aside and like I was planning for this and I saved for it, like I shouldn't feel guilty about it um, to this extent. And it's just hard. Um, and I don't know. It's just it's just so interesting to see how like little things like that have just remained true over time with like my spending and it's like I feel so guilty spending money on certain things and like for example another example is like I don't feel very guilty spending money on like a new camera or a new computer because those things help me do my job to make money so it's a little bit different but then it's like if I'm spending that same amount of money to go on a trip somewhere I'm just like absolutely not I feel so guilty I can't do it so if it's not associated with like making more money and productivity somehow I just have a really hard time spending it and I'm trying to work on that so part of that whole point is reminding myself that you know I am not my past money mindset and that I don't have to carry this mindset that I had when I was struggling with me I don't have to drag this along with me as I move forward and like grow into new um, phases of life and like as I make more money and as I get a new money mindset I don't have to carry this with me and you know have all of these same thoughts and behaviors that I had when I was struggling because it's just keeping me in that same struggling mindset that I had when I was not doing well so yeah (laughs) the next thing very last thing is to reframe your thinking so this is kind of just like to wrap everything all up each time you catch yourself in negative thoughts surrounding finances try to reframe them to the positive and I know it sounds cheesy and 
I know how frustrating it is to hear this when, like, this is not an episode for me telling you how to save more money and get out of debt or anything like that. That is literally not what this episode is about. This episode is fully surrounding your mindset. <laughs> so this is not about any of that other stuff. But I know it sounds so cheesy, but it truly works and helps you to build confidence in the long run when you can switch your thinking. And this kind of really ties back to the episode I did about like reframing my negative mindset to a positive mindset. Um, it's basically that whole episode, but summed into one point and specific to money. So, you know, instead of thinking, what if this doesn't work out or naturally resorting to the worst case scenario surrounding money in your head, try to reframe it and think, what if this does work out? And I know that you all have heard that and like seen that quote, I'm sure, um, where people are like, instead of asking yourself, what if this doesn't work out? ask yourself, what if it does work out? And it's just like super inspiring and everything, but truly use that same mindset when it comes to your finances. And then, you know, imagine the possibilities if things do work out instead of dwelling on what could happen if things don't work out and affirm to yourself, you know, that you will make things work and things will be okay. um, Even if it doesn't look like how you had planned it out in your head. And maybe it's taking a risk and pursuing your passion instead of your safety net job. Um, and that's like how, why what you need to reframe your mindset with or pursuing a job you don't have experience in, becoming self-employed, um, having a specific savings goal, etc. Like whatever my whatever thing there is in your life that you have an inherently negative mindset with, each of those things, like you can reframe it to be positive. Like for, so for example, you know, say you are wanting to become like a cosmetologist, but you went to school for like just something different like completely unrelated to that for like history or something and you're having a little imposter syndrome and you're like you know I don't really have I didn't go to like maybe you're just like a self-made makeup artist you didn't really go to cosmetology school and like maybe other people did that you talked to and you're telling yourself you know I don't think this can work out because and I'm not ever going to be able to like make a living off of this because this isn't something that I'm qualified for if you're sitting yourself telling yourself all of that that's going to be like your reality um I mean maybe not like specifically but like you're kind of your thoughts do become your reality to an extent with everything in life um I don't think that that's necessarily 100% true like to a t but like yes it absolutely influences it you know and instead of thinking that way why don't you think as a self-made makeup artist you know I bring like a whole new level of just like passion and I've learned from a variety of resources instead of going through a traditional cosmetology school and you know that I think sets me apart and I think that this is this is going to work out because I wanted to work out and not dwelling on that worst case scenario and I think the other side of this is like a lot of people struggle with this when they want to have their own business and like start their own thing you know they think oh I you know have my safe nine to five job and you know what if this business I'm starting doesn't work out and if that is all you think about when you're starting something new you are setting yourself up for it to not work out because instead of thinking of how great things could be and the endless possibilities that could come if things do work out, you are so stuck on it not working out and that's going to eventually come to fruition because you're just so caught up on that. And I really think that you can, you know, once you realize how inherently negative some of those thoughts are when it comes to money, if you can recognize and switch your thoughts to being best case scenario and or even maybe not even best case but just better case like better than the worst case scenario you will build more confidence each time you affirm the positive and deny the negative which will in turn inspire you to make things work rather than you know dwelling on the possibility that things won't work and I definitely struggle with this one a lot because I know for a fact that like long run I don't want to do what I'm doing right now for my career and that's okay but my mindset is 99% of the time worst case scenario and I literally go as far as invalidating the fact that I have my master's degree and my bachelor's degree and invalidating that I almost have my CPA like it's so crazy because I'll think to myself like oh what if I like start something new of my own and then my next thought is yeah, but what if it doesn't work out? You're going to be totally screwed and you're not going to have any financial stability and you're not going to be able to take care of your children. And it's just like this whole domino effect of like really negative thoughts. And then I like catch myself every time in the middle of one of those negative thoughts. And I'm like, 
am I just like completely ignoring the fact that I literally have a bachelor's and master's degree? Like, why am I not giving any credibility to that? Because I act like having a degree and then not necessarily using it for exactly like what you're doing in the future means that you can never go back to something related to that. But that's literally not how things are. And it's okay to do something that's not aligned with what you studied too. And I think for me personally, like my degree has absolutely helped me a ton and it's going to continue to help me in the future, no matter what I like do in the future, because it's taught me so much about how business works. So whether I start my own business or I just do something else, like I'm always going to have that understanding of how things work um, behind the scenes and everything. And I just don't know why I tend to resort to invalidating my um (laughs) my degrees like I don't know if anybody else struggles with this but that's exactly how my mindset goes and I have this thought process like multiple times a week it's like oh I have this idea or like this dream of doing this thing and then I'm like "Mm, what if it doesn't work out though and then it's like this whole slew of negative thoughts come racing in and it's a worst case scenario worst case scenario and I'm just dwelling on that and then I'll catch myself in the middle of it and it's like why am I acting like if I try something new and it doesn't work out, I don't have anything to go back to because it's not true. So, and that in and of itself is a perfect representation of your worst case scenario thinking is oftentimes very unrealistic because clearly my worst case scenario in my head is anything I try to do that's not related to my degree or isn't what people think I should be doing with my degree. Anything I try to do, um, if it fails, I will be completely broke. I will not have any money. I will not have any savings. I won't be able to support myself. I won't be able to support children, blah, blah, blah. And the reality of it is, okay, if it doesn't work, yeah, it would suck, but it'd probably just be heartbreaking. And then I would realize, okay, you know, like I have a degree, like what can I do from here? And what can I do to transition into something else? And it's not going to be that bad, but like my mind, like, and that's how powerful your thoughts are. It's like, your worst case scenario thinking can have so much power over you. And when I have those worst case scenario thoughts, that's what holds me back from like trying to do something else or like trying to do or explore something of my own and like think of what I would want to do in the future. Like I automatically reject so many things because of what my worst case scenario thoughts say. So those worst case scenario thoughts like truly control my life and like keep me from trying new things or exploring the idea of, and even if it's like not related to my career, just trying new things in general, worst case scenario thinking is so bad because it's often very unrealistic and oftentimes it's probably like honestly impossible for it to happen unless you like truly like set things up that way for it to happen that way so it's really toxic and it's really important to just like recognize when you're having those worst case scenario thoughts and then remind yourself of like reality and bring yourself back to reality and like instead transform it into something more positive and affirm that and just be like you know the the negative story does not have to be reality and you know it can be but I'm going to do everything I can to where it doesn't become my reality and you that should build your confidence in saying you know like I'm going to do my best to make this work instead of dwelling on what if this doesn't work so that's all the tips I have for you all and it's what's been helping me lately and even though I'm still struggling a lot in some areas of this and with some areas of this I think that each of these things are things that I can like do each day that I tend to find myself struggling with this so I hope it was helpful for you all and be sure to follow in bloom podcast on instagram and join the in bloom podcast facebook group and I will talk to you all next week